He thinks because he's on dry land and I'm on a boat, he can tell me whatever he wants me to do. And I'm gonna do it. I don't have to do it. Grown man. You, Jordan. You, Jordan. I have no idea what he wants me to do. I'm on a boat. Where are you at? I gotta sit here and record ads. I'm in the middle of the ocean. This telling me read ads. I haven't taken in four days. I don't know. Jordan. Thinks because he's so cute. I'll do whatever he says. Pay me, Jordan, you stupid little idiot. He didn't do anything anyway. Oh. Guys, what's up? This episode is brought to you by Yuma Dispensary. I'm currently on vacation. I'm on a cruise ship. So unfortunately, I couldn't bring any Yuma Dispensary products on with me because that's not allowed. Uh, if I was able to get anything on, it would have been the Sprinkle Chill Packets. They're one-to-one, CBD, THC. Again, uh, I don't break rules. So I don't have them on me. But if I did, that's what I would have, and that's what I like. It's got a little CBD in there to combat the THC's uh, psychoactive effect, make it a little more chill and mellow. And again, if I was going to do something, that's probably what I'd do. Yuma Dispensary, they're off 32nd Street and 4E, been around since 2013. Hit up their website, put an order in, pick it up, and uh, go on a boat, baby. Yuma Dispensary. But like uh, Vietnam, like green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's the kind of green that has post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah, it's for uh, PTSD people. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Slob on the Pod. I'm your host Jordan Tondo. To my far left, we have co-host Grizzly Bear himself, Amil Shia, and in the middle, that'll be doing the skiing of the day, Clayton Smith. Is that Hello. it? Yep. All right, cool. I didn't know. If you, have, you have a stage name? It's uh, Clayton Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I changed it for uh, Hollywood purposes. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. They made you? Yeah, yeah. Well, they were like, uh, your, your name's uh, Clayton Smith. I'm like, I'm going to go by that as my stage name, too. So. <laughs> no, dude, one time when uh, Sam Tripley was here, I asked this stupid question. I was like, um, do, did people ever like make you change your name? He's like, no. <laughs> i was like oh okay it's because i had just watched um what was that that show they had for a while about like the comedy store did you ever watch it uh, on showtime I'm, I'm dying dying up up here. yeah dude so great i wish they would have made more seasons but in there they show like one of the like mitzi made one of the guys change their name because he's mexican so he's like you really don't have a mexican name so he, they made, made him change it and mm -hmm. I, I always thought about that like is jordan atondo like a lame thing like they'd be like that doesn't catch people's attention not anymore maybe maybe 15 years ago it was a little too yeah a little too spicy. People think I'm like from Native American. People think that a lot. Yeah. A tondo. Really? They also say like a tondo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> when you say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like uh, Tom Segura's bit. Mm. Segura. Like, you know, it's the same thing. People think like, oh, you like Native American. Mm. Uh, but how you been, buddy? I've been good, man. Uh, if you guys really don't good. know, uh, we have a comedian in the house. Because um, us two aren't yet. 
Not yet. Uh, from New York. Yeah. Nueva York. Nueva from York. New York. All the way from the Upper West Side. Hmm. Coming in. Dude, uh, there's crazy floods going on. Is that really is that true? Or is that, that is true. There, it, is, <laughs> it is nuts looking at it. Um, I know Queens got hit really bad. LaGuardia flooded. The terminal at LaGuardia flooded. My, my buddy was supposed to fly out, do uh, a few shows this weekend, and he just got delayed by like several hours i don't even know if he actually made it out but dude they were crazy um, floods like to like the window like the bottom of the window of a car yeah like high up it was it was heavy it was a state of emergency Mm -hmm. people weren't um like they they told everybody to stay inside I mean, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, you're going to go out and drown out there. Dude, I saw people, but it's always cool. Like, I I think it's funny because like during floods or like after like a hurricane when it's like people are dying and houses are like underwater, there's like people on jet skis and shit, like wakeboarding, like board sliding on the tip of people's roofs and shit. Yeah. Do you think think they keep that just in case? Like, they're like, just in case there's floods happening, we're going to wakeboard. Yeah. Just in case I need to get out there and challenge Darwinism. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you. why do you have a boat? You're like nowhere near the beach. You're like, never know. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be perfect. They would just hop in a boat. I, it w- oh, God, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you just hop in a boat and just uh, go down on the fucking, like across New York on that shit. It'd be nice. I, yeah. I mean, it'd be cool. Like I said, it's just, it's funny that people do that. They're like, everyone's dying and they're like, let's go have fun. <laughs> but you know, those are the, Hat was a cup half full type people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm optimists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had a, I had a friend. He was doing. He had two spots that night, one in Queens and one in down in Soho, and he was trying to figure it out. And I texted him like, "Hey, did you figure it out?" And he's like, "It's flooding. What are you talking about? We're I'm not going to do either of them. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not an option. Yeah. That's just such the comedian mentality, though, to be like." Hey, I know there's a natural disaster going on, but did you get your spot? Or how you, did you figure <laughs> yeah. out how you're going to do your spots or no? Hit up the show. Uh, I know it's like we're like 10 feet underwater, but you guys still doing the show tonight or no? <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, go. Oh, anyway, I, I need to go up early because I need to get home and uh, not die. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got, oh, I got my... Uh, go ahead, sorry. Sorry about that. I, I got my car parked on the bottom floor of a garage right now in jamaica queens is that on, is it flooded over there i have no idea i really hope not i oh the prius yeah the prius is going to be completely underwater like a fucking home mm. in miami in 2008 yeah. and it's electrical right yeah well, it's a hybrid car so it's definitely not it won't work. work if it got flooded <laughs> yeah, it definitely way. won't work <laughs> yeah now um i had a when i was in colorado i had a I had a Honda Civic SI. Mm. I lowered it. And uh, in the summertime in Colorado, it rains like almost every fucking night or something. So I was doing this course and I had to be up at like five in the morning. So I rush out to the car. I'm like running late and I'm like half asleep still. So when I get into the car, I literally like put my shoes into the car, like my feet into the car. And I just feel like a splash. I'm like, what the fuck? And like, I realized like, dude, my car is underwater. Like Mm. it, and it had went down because it had went as high as like into the middle console. Water was in there and like in the back seat, but oh, no. overnight it kind of just lowered it, I guess. And so I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, well, maybe my car still works. I don't know. So I turned on, turned on, but like the AC or the heater was blowing from the night before, just black smoke coming out. And at that point, like all the, like the, the miles, like the gate, like the fucking, the dash and everything was all like where it was all lit up. It was all foggy and shit. Like water was just oh, everywhere. Damn. They totaled it. And before that, it got hail damage. Hail's oh, a lot over there too. Yeah. So like. It fucked up the whole hood, everything. But the car was still drivable. Everything worked. It was just ugly looking. They totaled it out? So you got like a 
check for they it? They paid or? it off. Oh, they paid it off. Yeah, they paid it off. And then I also, luckily, first time ever I ever got it was gap insurance. Mm-hmm. Got lucky. You know what that is? Yeah, when you buy it, right? Yeah. It. I said yeah, but I don't, uh, so, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I said yes. So you buy gap insurance like when you insure your car. And so like, yeah. it, so if, if for anything like it ever happens, like accident or whatever, whatever the insurance doesn't cover, the gap insurance covers it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, the insurance covers like a certain percentage and then you'd have to do the rest or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is boring stuff. What am I talking about? But I'm just saying like it worked out in my favor for yeah. the time. But it was funny because when they came to check the car for the flooding, they were like, honestly, dude, with like even the hail damage, we yeah. would have totaled this car. Because they said it's more expensive to like sand the top of the car and like redo all that shit than it is just to pay it off. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That was my experience with natural disasters. Sorry. Yeah. Mother Nature really had it out for that car. Yeah, dude. I love that car too. Like to this day, I'd probably still have it and had that not have happened to mm-hmm. it. I loved it. It was perfect. Yeah. And it was fast, six speed. Yeah. Fast and the fierce. Yeah. Had been out, so it was I felt cool. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Well, Everyone. at Civic SI. I oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul R. Walker R. too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Paul Smart. We're, we talked about him like an episode ago. We don't have to talk about him again. It was just his birthday, I'm sorry. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Are you guys big Paul Walker fans? No, no. We were just talking about, like, I think it's stupid when people cry over celebrities dying, but that was, like, one of the times. That I didn't cry, but I was, like, oh, my God, like, kind of emotional. Uh-huh. I don't know. But, um, no, we were just talking about, like, uh, for you, I don't know, is there any, like, celebrity that passed that, like, it really hurt you? That really like, hurt as me? as a family member? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think probably one of the sadder ones was when Greg Giraldo died. Like back uh back when he died because he had just like he had been killing it on roast for a while and he had uh like he was on uh last comic standing he was uh he was either the one of the judges or like the host of it or something it seemed like he was about to break through and i remember my mom was reading the newspaper in the living room and she was like Hey, Clean, do you you know that comedian like Greg Giraldo? I'm like, yeah. I was thinking like he's like <laughs> he's coming to the queue. Yeah, I literally thought, oh, he's gonna come to the queue. That's amazing. Yeah. She's like, oh, he died. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's also the manner I found out because she probably thinks the same way. She's like, wait, oh, you're really sad about this, you fucking idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like she was like, it's not gonna be a big deal. You know? It's yeah. Just like someone that doesn't know him. All right, let's take a quick break to thank one of our sponsors of the Solvent Pod, and that is Liquid IV. When you push your body hard or just feel run down, it's extremely important to stay hydrated. Making, hi- making hydration a priority helps us feel healthier on a day-to-day basis. Remember, one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course, the infamous vitamin C. With three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks made with premium ingredients, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Uh, I mean, that's awesome, guys. Soy, I mean, I'm a real big uh, soy guy. Uh, dairy, yeah, dairy doesn't really mix well with me, so I'm very glad that this product doesn't have that. Uh, what makes Liquid IV so effective? I will tell you, the science of cellular transport technology, which is CTT, designed by, designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into the bloodstream. Liquid IV has incredible hydration flavors like watermelon, lemon lime, strawberry, pina colada, concord grape, so many more. I can't think of any right now, um, but that's just the ones off the top of my head because those are some of my favorites. And now introducing a sugar-free option in white peach, lemon lime, and green grape, which by the way, guys, let me tell you, white lemon lime sugar-free is probably my number one right now. Um, 
I like the I like the lemon lime in the regular, uh, but I just something about the sugar free. I don't know what it is. It just tastes like straight lemonade. Uh, I didn't even, I can't tell that it has no sugar in it. So, it has so much flavor, so good. Uh, white peach is also another one of my favorites in the sugar-free. Um, guys, Liquid IV has been a sponsor for a while now and I appreciate you, Liquid IV. Um, it's, everyone, it's a well-known company, everyone knows, everyone uses it. Um, <coughs> so it was, <coughs> excuse me, it was a big deal when they uh, reached out to me and, and became a, a part of the, the, this podcast. Uh, I mean, I use it. I use it a lot. Uh, I do. I do yard maintenance. That's what my my main job consists of. So um, liquid IV comes in handy with that. I wait. I take one in the morning. I know you're supposed, you're supposed to take one like one a day, but I sometimes take one in the morning. I'll probably take one while I'm at work. I don't know. I just. I. It's sometimes it's just good. It just tastes good. It's just like a, like another juice or something. It's so good. Um, at the same time, it's also helping you. Um, and another one I do, which um, I think we all mainly use this for, a little hangover cure, if you know what I mean. Um, a good liquid IV after a night of partying, first thing in the morning the next day, pop one of them bad boys in 16 ounces of water, and I say within an hour you're feeling better again, ready to go party again, or do whatever you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? It gets you through the day. Um, yes, hangover recovery is definitely a big one for me. You guys, guys, you guys can enjoy liquid IV. All you gotta do, is go to liquidiv.com and use code SLAV at checkout and you get 20% off. That's 20% off anything you order when you use the promo code SLAV at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv at liquidiv.com with promo code SLAV. Thank you, um, Liquid IV. Thank you everyone that uses the code. Please use the code um, and make, make your life better. Buy this product. I'm telling you guys it's worth it. I, I don't even have to say anything else because I know it's such a well-known product that everyone uses, so you guys know what I'm talking about. And now you can uh, use a, a code, so you're welcome. Uh, remember, use code SLOB for 20% off at checkout when you go to liquidiv.com. Um, all right, that's enough rambling. Let's get back to the episode, right? Oh, freaking episode. Shoot, shit, dang. Yeah, it's like, who cares? <laughs> no, it went, um, uh, who was it? Um... Fuck, I forgot one of, one of the comedians that passed away. We, when we went to the comedy store, they had like a little shrine in the back. It was kind of creepy. It was like during um, COVID, so it was shut down. Who, who was oh, it? Was uh, it somebody who passed away recently? Yeah. Well, I mean, within the past, since COVID. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was during a uh, uh, um, bald guy with a mustache, big nose. Bald guy with a mustache, big nose. I missed the first part of this because I was texting like a rude. Oh, person. no. I was saying uh, during COVID times, I had went to go to the comedy store and one of the famous comedians had passed away. Brody Stevens. Oh. Brody Stevens. He died, he died pre-COVID. Yeah. I remember he, yeah, he. Uh, but they do, a thing, they do a thing for him every year. Oh, that's oh, great. Oh, okay. Yeah. So nice. during, well, this was like when everything was shut down and me and my girl went to LA. Yeah. It was her birthday, so I was like, well, it, I think it, I thought it'd be cool to go and just check out the empty streets to see everything. Like, it was actually pretty cool to see L.A., like, just dead and no one on the streets. Yeah. But, um, so we went by the comedy store, and they had a shrine in the back, but it was completely shut down, dark. There was no one in the parking lot, nothing. So, like, it was just creepy to, like, be back there. And I honestly, I didn't know it was back there. We were just, like, kind of walking around. I just wanted to check it out since no one was there. And I went to turn the back, and I, like, on the, against the wall, there's, like, a shrine of him and everything. I was like, ooh, like, it was kind of mm. creepy. One time I saw Brody Stevens uh, headlining at Flappers. And you could do the mic like in the Yoohoo room and you could watch the like main show if it wasn't sold out. Mm. And this is when I was first starting comedy and Brody Stevens just killing up there, like almost completely 
like off the dome, right? Mm. And he did a whole bit for like four minutes. He held himself in like pitcher's position with his leg up because he used to be a pitcher at Arizona State. Oh, shit. And he did like several bits like that and then described the motion and the follow through of how to like throw a baseball as he was (laughs) doing that, like how to pitch. And I'm like, that's that's one of the coolest things I've seen someone do on stage. Like just to just to have that level of of presence and confidence and and like ability and skill to just hold it like that for no reason and still kill and then just randomly describe this action that you're doing that's the thing i think that's the hardest thing like that's such a boring thing like how could you make that funny yeah the idea of like the the walkthrough of how to pitch a ball yeah but uh, yeah that's that's interesting how's uh how's comedy in new york i mean obviously i know it's like one of the biggest uh the mecca the mecca one yeah it's the mecca it's the it's the gym Mm -hmm. i would say it's like uh it's extremely saturated it's an extremely saturated scene there's a you know everyone from all over the world moves there to do um comedy and like you know do anything basically right in new york and so it's true with comedy there's so many different scenes in new york and areas and um like just just thousands of comedians so you you'll hear names and you'll just like you'll ne- you'll have never encountered people even if you have been doing it in the city together for years right like in the crowd like in the crowd oh. or just around in the scene or so other, other i comics, yeah. i was oh. doing uh so other comics so i was doing uh the portland maine comedy festival so I'm a big deal. And, uh, <laughs> I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 It goes just for laughs. Uh-huh. Skank fest. Yes. Portland. Portland, Maine. Yeah. Crass. Uh, Crass. Portland, Maine. Crass, Portland, yeah. it, it was a fun time, though. But I, I saw, uh, I met a few comedians out there who were all from New York. And I had just oh. not seen them around. And that was actually how we met was in <laughs> You didn't Portland. meet in New York. You guys had to leave New York. Yeah, we had to out. leave New York to meet. That's crazy. That's I wild. mean, that's, yeah, it's a small world. Yeah, it's a different animal. When I went to go visit him back in like March, April, I was horrified that I was going to go try to do mics in New York. And then like in a way it's comforting because it's not a lot of people. It's mostly comics. And then you quickly realize like, oh, no, like this is horrifying for a whole different reason. (laughs) Like like it's it's just way you immediately go like, I'm not funny. I don't I shouldn't do this. Yeah. No, dude, yeah, whenever you went, I was like, holy shit, you're going up in New York? Yeah. Like, we have California and, like, Phoenix, and, like, you could have gone anywhere. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but like you're saying, it's because it's that saturated. Like, yeah. there's, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities, but there's a lot of people taking up those opportunities, and, like, then they, it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, they begin to, like, there's tiers of, of There's opportun- a lot of tiers to of, it. Of rooms and spots. And, yeah. And even mics. Yeah, there is. And there, there's tiers of mics. There's tiers of um, of everything. And I think one of the coolest things about New York, speaking about it being mostly like, sometimes like mostly comedians in, in the room at mics and stuff, is like there's a whole spectrum of comedians that you'll come across. Because there's a guy just starting out who's like two months in. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy who's been doing this 10 years and he's been on like, Fallon or Colbert or he like Damn. opens for a bigger comic. So you see people who have like names and credits in there and you know they're just they're coming in to work some new stuff out before you know going to head to do 
spots or whatever for the night. But it's just that that range is so big in a room. So that that's that's kind of part of it too. Is like you just see a ton of different people and ton of different kinds of comedians, and uh, Thank you. you know you just you just encounter so much. No. Like, um, what's crazy about standup, I think, is like the access you have, like so quick to like these big names already. Like, like what I'm saying is like I feel like standup is the only thing. Like, I mean, I, I can't think of like football. Like, if you're trying to, you know, play in the NFL or whatever. Like in high school, yeah, you may come across like some like NFL players come down to do a camp or whatever. Yeah. But you're not gonna work al- alongside them. Like in standup, it's one of those things that you could just start. It could be like your first time ever, and also. Um, you know, if you're like up in New York or like those places where it is popping, you go do a coffee shop and like fucking, I don't know, like Andrew Santino, like just throw a name out there. Mm-hmm. But like, you know what I'm saying? You could just come across that. You can work with them or you can like share stage time with them or like yeah. whatever. Like only or like they're in the crowd. You've had instances like that where you're just like, oh, this dude watched my set. Oh, yeah. you, oh you, you caught some people? Yeah, I've had different people watch my, my sets and stuff. Back when the Creaking Cave was around um, in... In Queens, you know, moved to Austin. It's doing extremely well out there, and yeah. it's a, it was it was a great club. It was a great space to perform at, and uh, yeah, I've had different people like Michael Che watch me do oh, shit. comedy and stuff. He was just standing in the back of the room. He was just at the bar getting drunk and <laughs> hanging out, and then like happened to be in the room while I was doing comedy. Um, Mike Kaplan, different different people have done that. So you you know, you're also kind of I was also kind of aware of it at the time. So I'm like, oh shit, I get. Yeah, oh, well, it's bomb. Got, yeah, it's one thing. Yeah, it's Ooh. one thing to bomb in front of like a crowd of people that you don't really know. It's another thing to bomb in front of like a big name because, I mean, shit. Overnight, that could be an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you had like a great set, I don't know, just talking crazy, they could be like, "Hey, uh, you want to go on the road with me or something?" You know what I'm saying? Like at any yeah, moment, that I think could that happen. Does happen. People, yeah, yeah, like, at festivals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's fucking insane. Um, what was I gonna say? What? Where all have you uh, performed comedy? Like like around New York, around the States. world. States. States. Have you gone? Um, I've done international. Well, oh, so shit. Okay. I've, uh, I've performed States. here in Arizona. Um, done California. I've done like uh, L.A. and Bay Area stuff. Done stuff in Portland, Seattle, um, Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania. Colorado, New York. I think that's all the states Dang. I've performed in. So let's let's uh, I feel like we should get into the history, your history a little bit to make this make more sense. You started in L.A. You went to college in L.A. Yeah, so I started in yeah, L.A. I, 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 I had um, so I had uh, you're from started, Yuma. We didn't yeah, say you're from, from Yuma. Yuma, born and raised, and I started doing stand up out here when I was 16. My sister produced this show at uh, Arizona Western College, and I performed on that, and it was my first time doing stand-up at 16. And then I would do it, like, in the weight room during, like, the off-season in football or whatever. I would just, like, come up with jokes and tell my (laughs) buddy's jokes and stuff and (laughs) do random mics here and there. And then I moved to Los Angeles... Uh, went to Loyola Marymount and I studied screenwriting and I did it at the college and some other places. And then when I was 20 and in my last year of college, I really started going out into LA and doing mics. And so that's when I consider actually like starting. 
Okay. You know, stand up and. Uh, and is this around the time you were doing drugs and sleeping on the couch of two innocent, <laughs> hardworking people? Yes. <laughs> who didn't yeah. deserve to clean up? All right, everybody, let's take a quick break to thank our skin experts over at Caldera Lab. Say goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experience healthier and visibly improved skin. Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence today. We have an exclusive offer for our audience so that you can try for yourself why so many men trust Caldera Lab for their skincare needs. Use code SLOB at calderalab.com for 20% off their best products. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products by combining pharmaceutical great science along with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. As you age, you might notice more fine lines, wrinkles, and signs of aging. This is the opposite of what every guy wants. And the more you neglect your skin, the more visible this could become over time. It is time to take control of your skin with these easy steps. Committed to transparency, sustainability, transparency, sustainability, and excellence, Caldera Lab is on a mission to better men's skincare around the world. Priding itself on clean ingredients and doing right by their customers and the planet we live in. Caldera Lab is a certified B Corporation as well as member of the 1% for the planet, which means it is uh, healthy ingredients that is good for your skin as well as it's not going to harm our planet. That's what that pretty much means. Through uncompromising craftsmanship, exceptional ingredients, and rigorous transparency, Caldera Lab is here to upgrade your skin and confidence. Guys, Caldera Lab, thank you once again for being a sponsor of the Solvent Pod. Uh, perfect timing. I actually just got this in the mail. They re-upped uh, my... All my products, um, so yeah, we can get into it. Nice little package, uh, as you guys see. Nicely, nice, nice, nice. Uh, we have right here the, the base layer. Uh, we have the clean slate, which is actually the, the main part, the face wash, I would say. Um, funny enough, uh, I had to switch this one out because this is an empty one. Um, Oh shit, I just broke the cap off. This is a used one already. Uh, I just put a new one out in the restroom. I've been using this thing. Honestly guys, I love this face wash. Um, it feels so good. Literally just two pumps, that's all you need. Two pump chunk, get it done. Uh, gets your face, everything covered. And then of course, lastly, we have the good, which is the uh, the functional eye serum. You put it underneath your eye bags. Uh, I haven't been using this much, obviously as you can tell. Um, with the new baby and everything, hasn't been getting much sleep, so you, you can clearly see that. But that's something I need to be working on. Guys, I love the skincare. Um, skin skin's always been a thing that's been an issue for me. I mean, we all, you know, growing up, pimples and acne scars and all this stuff. Uh, it's always so many products you have to go through to figure out which one actually works for your face. Uh, skin, uh, Cadera Lab sent me this stuff. I've been using their products and it's been amazing for my face. Uh, doesn't dry my face, so I have really uh, oily skin. I like to use products that um, can, can control that uh, oiliness. And so Caldera Lab is perfect for that. Uh, get out the shower, put on the little, um, the, the facial cream as well afterwards. Doesn't leave my face looking shiny, doesn't make it greasy afterwards. Um, great products guys, great products. I love this, I'm glad they reached out to me. Um, somehow they knew I had a messed up face and they wanted to help me. Um, they must have seen the podcast and was like, damn, that guy's got a really bad face. So thank you, Caldera Lab. Remember guys, uh, get 20% off with our code SLOB at calderalab.com. That's 20% off calderalab.com by using code SLOB. Unlock your youthful glow and be ready for summer with Caldera Lab. 
actually unlock your youthful glow and be ready anytime with Caldera Lab. Thank you, Caldera Lab. Thank you, guys. Uh, go check out their products. Go get some stuff, guys. Use the code SLAV. Get 20% off. Let's get back to the episode, yeah? Nope, after Clayton's my brother-in-law. We didn't mm-hmm. say that part. I was gonna, but I was like, I don't yeah. know if you guys want that out <laughs> yeah, there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. No. So he and his sister... Uh, he and his sister. His sister and I were living in L.A. when he came out <laughs> and started college there. So um, I had a front seat to to Clayton starting comedy, and I, I like to fuck with him about it. Yeah, uh, he had a, he had a he had a front seat for a lot of uh, shitty Clayton behavior. Uh, we should say <laughs> a lot of shitty twenty the ha- twenty the hair was behavior. longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. hair was longer. I was a much more uh, rad dude, yeah, as you they were say. A rad dude. I was Your tank tops. Your tank tops were rad. Tank tops. I have a passport photo that I took very stoned with long hair uncombed <laughs> in a tank top, a pink tank top. Yeah. It, it, it's the worst passport photo in history. <laughs> it looks like I shouldn't be allowed in any country. <laughs> no, it like, looks like you're always ready for vacation. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> they look at it. They're like, I know this is an American passport, but you look Australian in this. Uh, you should wear that same one every time you go to the airport. Now. <laughs> they're like, did you just take this picture before you got here? <laughs> Dude, I would, I would, if I saw my passport photo and I was customs for another country, I would cavity search me every time. I would be like, this guy has drugs. I know it. Um, so yeah, I, I had long hair. I started doing uh, comedy out in LA and I did it for about a year before I, you know, graduated college and I went to to finish up credits. Like I walked, but I needed to finish up credits. I studied abroad in Ireland mm. at uh, uh, Trinity College in Dublin. Is that Ooh. where the red hair came uh, from? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> changed it, it over is, there. <laughs> it is. It, I was actually a blonde before I went. Um, no, I. So I studied there for a couple months. I did some spots over there uh, at the International Comedy Club, and then. A couple other places, and at the international, they didn't even have a microphone. They would have packed audiences in this like nice room with a good low ceiling and everything, but no microphone. So that's kind of where I learned to just like project and do in in almost like one man show kind of thing, like yeah. like how you would see like Ricky Gervais doing it or anybody who has like a headset mic. Mm. Um, and I I had met a guy in. LA who was a, a comedian to, like you know who 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 came up in New York his name was Sid Singh and just randomly one night after doing a flappers late night mic I uh I was telling him I was going to be in Ireland he's like oh shit well I'll be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival you should come and you can do some you can do a spot on my show or you can you can oh, open for me and so I went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and I did some spots on his shows. I would open for him. Um, I got to do like a mic and another show there. And that was a huge, like, you know, formative experience in doing comedy. It was a really, really cool experience to do, to do it in front of like international crowds and very Scottish crowds and be around all these big comedians and everything. And um, I was like, man, this is like, this is awesome. This is like, I'm really like doing this, you know? And, uh, I moved to New York after that and I bombed for years. I just, I just (laughs) bombed so hard for, for years. Almost exclusively. Yeah. Really almost exclusively. Shortly after moving to New York, I sent Emil this set, um, because Emil's always been very supportive and, and uh, great. 
uh, brother-in-law and um Aww. we uh <laughs> you know we were I, so i uh <laughs> i was doing i was doing this this mic i left my phone on the table and i was performing and i got uh silence just silence for five minutes no 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 sound like like I think even a mouse started to come out and it was like, no, I'm not. I'm going back in. I'm not. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's, really he thought no one was here. there. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he's like, am I? He's like, oh no, I just don't want to be here. Okay, there's yeah. there are people here. They just don't want to be here. And I went back. I listened to the recording after, and I hit the punchline on one of my jokes, and all I hear is. <sighs> <laughs> 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 the the just p- someone was purely <laughs> exasperated by my attempt to uh make humor <laughs> and i texted it to emil immediately after i'm like you gotta listen here at like at, at uh one minute and 40 seconds for what happens and i and i and i listen i listen to the whole thing the whole lead up to it and it just makes that exhale so much more dramatic and like hurt, hurtful <laughs> Is it like that's what you broke the silence with? Was it really that quiet though? It like was, how I was mean, explaining? I don't remember how quiet the quiet was. But he's the, like, I heard a few coughs but the, and stuff. But, but yeah, the, there was a the sound of breathing. Yeah. I knew other people were in the room. Yeah, there were lives on on the audio, but they just weren't doing things. And then I, just that, <sighs> and then so he started doing what I. My favorite thing is to tr- like say things that are clearly not funny to him and just keep doing them. It like trolling. I always say like I'm an OG troll, like, <laughs> like with him, like I just fucking stupid shit. And then he'll just, my favorite thing is he'll just sit there blank face while I do it. And then he'll just do the, he'll break out the, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and it hurts. <laughs> and it hurts, but it all, it's also fucking funny. It, yeah. tie, it ties it together. Well, Cause you're really aiming for that. Of course. Yeah. See what I had been aiming for in that situation was, was laughter. laughter. <laughs> claps. Yeah. yeah. Claps. Someone to come up to me and be like, you know, you're really you funny. We want to join it. the road with yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many, how many times uh, you think you bombed after that to a point where you're like, should I really be doing this? Oh, did you keep count? How many times I've bombed since then? <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. I'm saying because like you said, you had like you had a good set, and then after that, you bombed like the next ten times. I know, physic, phys- physic, phys- phys- dude. I can't talk right now. Yeah. What'd you give me? Drugs. <sighs> Why's your face melting? Yeah. <laughs> he uh, gave you like eight grams of shrooms. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, it's really. shroom coffee. Yeah, Is it hot in here. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um. What was I saying? Oh, but what I'm saying is like, did you get to a point where you're like, should I even be doing this? Because what I'm getting at is like, I I had one show at uh, Red Moon and I don't think it was great, but it was enough to get Cody to be like, hey, you want to do another show? Like when he started with Starting Brewers. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think I did pretty good. Like, I think I, I, think I could do this. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a beginner's luck thing for me. It was like my first time. So it was like my beginner's yep. luck. And after that, I was just like, Man, maybe I'm not funny. Maybe I just got lucky that night. Mm. So what I'm saying is, like, did you have that moment? Totally. You still do, huh? Yeah, a bunch. <laughs> like, no, um, I, that happened, I think, a lot in my first year in L.A. And then um, there there were different points in New York the first couple years where that was, I was you, really, like, I was walking around for, I was like, I don't think I'm any good. Like, like, I don't think I'm rough, good. dude. Like, the people there are rough. Like, the shit they say. I mean, I don't know. I just, I've never been in New York. 
I just base it off TV shows and shit. But I mean, from what I've heard, it's very similar. Like in general, the city tries to beat you out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it like constantly. Like when I went to visit him and I was there for a week, like within was it the third or fourth day? I had food poisoning from street chicken because I was eating a lot of street chicken. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, by, by like day four, I was like down and like, he, like you might want to chill on that. <laughs> but, but, but he was eating with me. So I was like, he's used to it. I have food poisoning. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I've been a little off, but he was good. He was <laughs> yeah. Backpack on heading for the train. He was going to go dog sit. He was, he had a spot to get, he was doing all this stuff. He was flyering for his mic. He was doing a bunch <laughs> of stuff. And I'm like literally on his couch dying, dude, watching Seinfeld in New York, which is the coolest thing I've ever done. Nice. <laughs> I like that that's cooler than actually like being going, in New York and experiencing York. it with my brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> watching like, Seinfeld on a couch in New York, probably top three experience of my life, <laughs> right behind getting my truck and um, this coffee. It's almost like people that like are always like, oh, you got to try that high. You're like, oh, you watch Seinfeld? You yeah. watch Seinfeld in, in New York? York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? Side note, I don't, I've never seen Seinfeld. Actually, I, I lied. I've wa- I tried watching it the other day, like, or like a couple weeks back on Netflix or whatever it's on. I watched like the first two or three episodes. Yeah. I just couldn't get into it. I gave up on it. Yeah. Am I, should I keep going? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's funny. Is is it like Friends humor though? Like no, the show Friends? No, it's it's, Larry it's darker. David it's humor. it's uh, curb your enthusiasm humor, but like cleaner. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's like dry and drawn out, and it's yeah. makes you uncomfortable. It's good. Maybe it's the way Jerry talks. He's he. Yeah, I think maybe that. I for a long time I was like I I don't I don't like like he's my least favorite part of the show. Yeah. You know. Never seen it. His voice. Who is Check your favorite out. character on Seinfeld? Uh, I I feel like they all have their moments. You know what I mean? Like George, I like George probably the most, just because I mean he's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's a, such a total mess. Yeah. Um, as a kid, I liked I liked Kramer, just because he was weird and he'd pop in, and I was just one of the people that would clap when he clocked it. At the bald guy? No, the guy with the crazy hair, the neighbor. Oh the yeah, doesn't one. it? Michael oh, Richards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did that change after the Laugh Factory? <laughs> it did, yeah. Oh, when he it said, did change. What did he say? The N word, right? He said the N word a lot of times. Yeah. 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 Quite it. a few. Say it. Say it. A, jo- a George Wallace amount of times, yeah. one could say. <laughs> a George Wallace amount <laughs> Exactly. A uh, Django amount of times? Yeah. Say it. I'll bleep it out. Nah. Say it. Okay. He promised to bleep it out, so I'm going to say it. So. Then you just bleep it out. Yeah, yeah it was silence, but you bleep it out. And people Dude, I, you yeah. said it. I didn't make you. I didn't hold a gun <laughs> put, to your head. Put the little, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, Emil, you said that? You actually said that? No. <laughs> if you play it back, my mouth wasn't moving. If you guys want to hear what he actually said, go to the Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pay $5 to hear. Yeah. You just learned how to, like, ventriloquist slurs. <laughs> yeah. You're like, my, my my lips weren't moving. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Dude, what, if that, what if that becomes my act? I get, I learned a, a racist ventriloquist? I get a ventriloquist. He's saying it, not me. And he just says the most. Like all the things, all the words, all the all you know the what? all the buttons pushes them all, and I'm just what? he's saying it. You don't like me? Yeah. You don't have to book the dummy, but book me. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that there. You think there's gonna be people watching who are like, 
How dare that dummy I, say my, that? In my mind, I sold out a 150-person room Dude, if for this act. It's going to be so bad. I like. I, I don't. I don't really care for Jeff Dunham, but yeah. I've seen some of his stuff. And I mean, like when he was popping off, like Comedy yeah. Central and stuff, and he had like the old man and shit. Mm. Like I, I would watch some of his stuff, and he's so good that you, as you're watching it. You're like, like, it's almost like two people it on is, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you could almost get away with it because at some point, like the way the old man's being, it's all, it's almost like yeah. you're just mad. Like you're like, that's some grumpy old fuck. Like yeah. fuck that old man. I'm a fat stay at home dad who started stand up a year ago. <laughs> this guy gets paid $110 million okay, yeah. a year in time, buddy, in <laughs> to time. do 15 shows a night in Vegas. I'm just saying in time. Yeah, I'd probably be better at it though. If I tried for like a month, you also have kids. Oh, yeah, if, definitely. If I like. If, if, dude, well, first if, you every get... day after I pick my kids up from school, uh-huh. I come home and I practice my ventriloquism. Yeah. For like an hour? Uh, two. I'll do two. I'll do two hours a night. Not five nights a week, but like three. I'll do it two nights a week. I'll do like Tuesdays and Thursdays for like two hour blocks. <laughs> and then by... <laughs> I think by Thanksgiving... I could be paid in Vegas to do it. You could be paid somewhere <laughs> at a small. At a, <laughs> Wait, at a smaller hotel. At a smaller hotel, not not at like the Mirage, but at, oh, for, but like the Days Inn in downtown Circus, Vegas. Circus. There's, there's a travel lodge on the Strip. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could. By Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, this can you, this if, Thanksgiving. Can you try talking without <laughs> moving your lips? This thing. <laughs> Next month, it's, it's almost October. Yeah. You're gonna get here. You're gonna get there from two. First of all, like well, two nights a week. Well, listen, today's today's Saturday, so Tuesday is just around the corner. Perfect start. I can't start this Tuesday, but then Thursday. Oh, you're busy. Well, yeah, I yeah. I I didn't know I was gonna venture down this new path. Where are you gonna get a puppet? <laughs> I'll make it. Yeah, Dude, Jim Henson made his own puppets, and he and he did pretty good. Was that Kermit? He did make okay, Kermit. Okay, yeah, right. Big Bird. Oh. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you could practice all day long. You have kids. I mean, you don't have to go all dirty on them, but like, they would love it. What are you gonna do it in the room by yourself? No, I'll do it. I'll do it for the kids. Yeah, you could get okay, so much good. practice out of yeah. it. Get some audience training in there. Come back into town for Thanksgiving, dude. For my. Before <laughs> you got a show. Well, I'm at the t- Black I'm Box Theater. I'm gonna talk to this... Cody about getting the crest. For the for your ventriloquist <laughs> act, for your vent- yeah. What's your dummy's good name gonna be? Uh, Germit. <laughs> Germit. So a meal in Germit. Yeah. What's- wow. <laughs> Is it like wow, that's a terror? That's a really unappealing name. I was gonna say, what's the oh. race of this? Wait, okay, it's a He's dog. A dog. Oh, Ger- dog. Germit. <laughs> dog. <laughs> What's yeah, <laughs> who says uh, very racist things? Yeah, what's his backstory? He's for, listen, he's a stray dog from Mexico, and he crossed his way. He's yeah. that dog that crossed over the border by the yeah, beach. That's you pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say of all the animal species to say racist things, dog does fit. That is a right? fitting. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a chihuahua. Oh, totally. Oh, okay. Or a little dog. No, no, yeah, because it'd be cute. So on stage, people would be like, "I can't be mad at it." What kind of dog? A tiny dog, <laughs> Germit. I'm picturing German Shepherd, and you're gonna get a. Well, tri- I was thinking Triumph, tiny dog. Triumph, too. Triumph was a well, Triumph was like a Doberman or something, but he's small. Uh huh. But he's supposed to be a big dog. Mine will be uh, a little dog, but big. 
Get like a, a <laughs> it'll be like a like a like a forty five pound chihuahua, or you get like a chihuahua body with like a pit bull head. Yeah, just custom dog. We got custom way off. We, we got way off you're, track. You're oh, I know. I'm sorry. Your hand. Yeah. So the, the where this all started was New York will beat the shit out of you, and in, mm. in general, it'll try to get you out of it. And this guy's both battling a place that doesn't want you to live there, that doesn't want anyone to live there. And this scene where it's kind of also like it doesn't want you in it. It makes it hard. Yeah, it really makes you aware that you're not shit very fast. Like you're not, um, you're not, you're not someone important. You don't really like matter. You're just one in a number and you have to work your ass off Mm. and make things happen and get really fucking funny to be seen and to. Uh, make a name for yourself you know what i mean so that's right like jordan you saying you know like if someone and i know you understand that it's a far-fetched thing for a comic to watch you one time and be like come on the road with me but this guy like that that instance in his head Hmm. it's so been put into perspective over the time and experience Uh like at that level it's like not even if if we say that a year in and because we think it's crazy he Someone like Clayton would probably be like, that's just so n- not close to being a thing <laughs> yeah. that it's not even, cr- it's just like you wasted time thinking that or saying that because it's like those mics that we went to, they are sometimes literally a handful of comics only. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't say and that. like they're, you're all at the same level. Yeah. And, or, or even in, in different instances, I think what really helps after a long time is like being comfortable with other people and getting the respect of your peers and everything is really nice because it's it's very cold at first yeah. and i wasn't a very social person when i moved either so i think that was also kind of um self-enforced in a lot of ways i was just very shy and anxious didn't really feel like i, I belonged but you know after a while you, you you meet a lot of funny people and they you all treat each other with a lot of respect and you're all into each other's material or you know, you become fans of certain people. And so that is very comforting. I think with, I, I thought that would, that stuff like that would happen more often. Like somebody would see you and be like, you should hit the road with me. Mm-hmm. And I think that does happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to say it doesn't happen. It just happens. Like I, one instance I know is a guy with a, you know, comic performed at this festival, did well. And there is a, a, a very high level comedian there who tours and talked to him afterwards and like gave him, she's like, Hey, can I pitch you a tag? Just still in that, like, I'm a fan of comedy mm-hmm. mode. Right. And I, I, with that kind of like, he's like, yeah, of course. And then that guy opens for him now on the road from time to time. The, so, the comic pitched the headliner a tag. No, a headliner pitched the comic. a tag. That's cooler. Yeah. The other way is annoying. Yeah. But if a, if a headliner is like, can I give you a, that's cool. Yeah. And this is a big comedian. Big comedian. Yeah. That's cool. So, you know, it, it does happen. Like, you know, that can happen. It's just not very likely. It's just, uh, yeah. v- like particularly unlikely. You just have, you would have to see someone around quite a bit and be around them and be comfortable with them too. Cause yeah, it'd be cool to tour with too. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, take yeah, you yeah. on the road. You got to be like a cool dude to hang out with. Yeah. I think that's why they hang out for the show. With. Big. Yeah. We, we, we watch so many comedy podcasts. We know like they talk about the hang being yeah. so important. And the other thing that I learned from Clayton is like, uh, like, what do you got? Like, are you good at social media? Because I've been yeah. a headliner for 12 years and no one knows who I am because I suck at social media. NYU kid good at social media yeah. all of a sudden uh, he's I featuring see. or opening for someone and you're yep. like what but also like running his like but but helping media. him yeah. in a way that like that is true he he will repay you by giving you this amazing opportunity you know but or you even just have a car that's a big one like, <laughs> you have a car you can get, take legit, me to the gig that's yeah. a legit new york thing you know how many duis right um, all right let's go yeah <laughs> perfect we're going to connecticut uh do you have you're driving i think even guys who are like in really good shape for some some headliners, yes. you know. Yeah, we went to a comedy show last year, and it was apparent. And he even, I think the headliner even said it that he had this guy on on this stretch of the tour with him because he was trying to get in better shape and like take care of himself. The other, oh. the, the feature was a sober guy built, you know, and yeah, like a good gym partner definitely yeah, like, yeah. will keep you motivated yeah. to go in and yeah. like keep you accountable. And damn, I'd never thought about that. Yeah. Like yeah. what? Like yeah. Okay, you're funny, but like, what else can you do? Who would you, you gotta bring something who, to the table? If you sure. were a headliner, who would you take as your feature and why? You. Why? Because I have to say that because you're here, babe. Stop. <laughs> stop. People are watching. No, dude. But okay, like I don't want to make this about me, but this actually happened for the first time when when we when I did the Craig Conant show. Shout out Craig Conant, by the way, huge fan. Um, after I got off stage, like this is the first time I I was right there by the bar. He came up to me and he's like, "Hey, good shit, man." And he's like, "Can I talk to you real quick?" pull me to the back and like in the hallway area. And he was just like kind of going over my set with me and he was like, giving me some advice. And I, and like, at the time I was like, I was trying to take in everything he was saying, but I was like, I was like, Oh shit. Like you really like you one, you actually watched my set Two, you paid attention and like you have pointers for me. And like, you actually took time out of your, cause he was recording at the time for, um, uh, Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, I was like, you know, I, I, the fact that he took time, like to tell me this stuff, like, I was like, holy shit, this was awesome. It was awesome too, dude. He was telling me like, you know, like, yeah, like when I first was starting out, like in LA, uh, Bobby Lee was giving him advice and like, it was just cool. And he was putting it in perspective in a way he's like, he's like, by no, by no, and he was cool. Cause he was like, by no means am I saying like, oh, like I'm a veteran. He's like, but there's levels to this shit as in like where you're at. I'm a little above you. And then obviously there's people above me. And he's like, but I can only pass down what yeah. the people above me have passed down. Yeah. And I thought it was so fucking cool. Like Super that. Cool. They, yeah. Yeah. And I know you got that too. I don't know if I can bring I that did. up. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you told me, I was like, man, really? Like, cause yeah. and, you know, we have people come down to the crest and do shows and we hang out with them afterwards and, you know, talk to them. Sometimes we don't, sometimes they just take off, but no one at that point had ever even said good job or like you know no one was even in the room <laughs> like yeah. i'd get off and they were still upstairs and they didn't yeah. even watch my set which i totally understand not that i was like oh they didn't even watch me yeah totally understand i'm not by any means like they should yeah but um i just thought it was cool that that actually happened and then when you told me because i think it happened with what willie right mm-hmm. willie barcenas yeah i was like dude he actually talked to you like that's fucking dope yeah he was real cool man real cool yeah i don't like his advice but i you know. yeah i do <laughs> I mean, but that, that he, he's, if you know Willie Barcina, he's, if you watch any of his clips and then try to imagine what he'd be like after a show trying to give you advice, it's exactly like that. It's, it's very, uh, uncle. He's a Mexican Theo like for a, sure. He's a Mexican for sure. Yeah. And he was just like, he, he'd hit me with some truth. He'd hit me with the truth bomb and then 
be like, ah, come on, you, you got it, you good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then boom, another one. <laughs> and I was like, like, but you, <laughs> but at the same time, just like you, like in that moment, you're trying to both be present, absorb it, and appreciate it because yeah. they don't need to be doing that. No, not at all. But so when they do it, it's it's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that you you uh you did a crest show. I did last night. I did. It was a lot oh, of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, I missed it. Had a you piece baby, of shit. Had a babysit my kid. How dare you? You're one of those dads yeah. that calls it babysitting. Yeah. Like being a father. My mom calls. What are you doing? Side of went out. What are you doing? Yeah. Babysitting. I'm a stay You mean taking care of your I'm kid? I'm a stay at home dad. People are like, so you babysit your kids every day. <laughs> You're not. No, I raise them. Yeah, yeah. At this point, it is not babysitting. Um, yeah. There was a show at the, at the Crest last night. It was a. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Jetski Johnson was the headliner. Yeah, dude, so um, jealous. I she was fantastic. Yeah. Very, very funny. She's definitely on the um, on the come up. Big things have been happening for her like over the course of the year, and that was that was a cool like energy to be around. She's she's very nice, uh, very funny uh, person. Um, just a really good comic. Uh, Cooper Lydon was the feature that she brought, and I opened it. Um, Cody Beeson hosted. I opened from there. Yeah. yeah, and everyone was good, dude. Yeah, everyone it was a good show. It was so a damn good show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you weren't there, but yeah, it was it was good. I know. I know. I'm supposed to tell you it was bad, so you don't feel bad that you missed out. <laughs> no. But it's all good. It was good. I, it was a it's really good show. Yeah. Really, really good show. It's what I want. Otherwise, Crest won't have his back. It's so. packed at the Crest too. Oh yeah, Those I saw shows pack out. Someone took a picture. Um, I think Jetski reposted it, and mm-hmm. it was. I mean, it looked it like a full, full room. room. Yeah, yeah, people on the side standing mm-hmm. too. Maybe maybe a couple of spots in the back row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With all your performing, had you met Jetski before? I had not. Had you seen her perform or anything? Uh, I watched her Don't Tell set, and I've seen her on social media and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, like I, um, I knew her stuff, and yeah, very very good. But I never I never ran into her. She was also in L.A. at the time I was, but she I think, but I think she was. You know, much higher along in that tier. She was a door few, guy, few maybe tiers by then. Up above me, I don't think. I don't know if she was a door guy at the time I was there. I think that was after. But you know, door guy. If you're a door guy, that's pretty high. Like, that's huge. That's yeah, huge, right? yeah. yeah. Oh, there yeah. were a bunch of door guys. Yeah, like I she said, they, they, and Saul told us too. Like they, they audition. You audition to work there. Yeah. So you got to be some baseline of of like they could put you up in the belly room or something on a late show. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. to start. Yeah, yeah. They're all all solid comics. They're yeah. all good comics who work there. Um, Wait, random question. How much do you think they get paid at the door? Probably not a lot. Because it's got to be like you, you're just happy you work here. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I feel like that's how they kind of treat them. Because like you said, they're all, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, like, it was cool seeing Saul that time we went to the comedy store. He was actually working. He was working, yeah. And then he comes down and does a crest show. And I and I and now I follow him on Instagram. And so yeah. I like, oh, this dude's popping. Yeah. I will say the, the, the comedy store is easily one of the best clubs in the world, if not the best club in the world. And, you know, it's such an invaluable resource in L.A. if you're doing comedy. And like, just the, these like... uh comics watch in the back for free i don't know if they still do but uh i hope so like but it was nice you could just hang around the back if it wasn't sold out in the or and just like watch all these headliners go up and do 15 minute spots and see how they work and everything and it it's such great exposure uh to be around then you can hang around these these comics and meet them and 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 network with them and you know socialize with them and stuff and it's just it is a a great 
place. They give a lot back to younger comics as well, which I think is really huge. And um, yeah, and all the door guys who work there are are excellent. I like that it's uh, you're a door guy regardless of gender. Yeah, there's just you're the door guy. Door oh, guy. they do say, huh? You yeah. know, no, dude. Um, um, I actually. Like, I, I have a story, but, like, I, I'm only saying this not to, like, be braggadocious. It's just it's something that I've kept to myself that I haven't really told people. And, like, it's something I want to hold off for the podcast. But I, um, one of the times I went to the comedy store at this point, uh, we had George Perez down. And this was probably, like, the third time that I had seen him at the comedy store. And it was when me and my girl had went. And after the show, every time we would go, we'd see him and we'd hang out with him. He was, like, super cool. And uh, this time it was just me and my girl. So after the show, he's like, what are you guys about to do after this? And we're like, oh, like, I don't know, probably go get food. He's like, you want to come back with me? So he took me to the back of the comedy store. But he took me to that area. There's an area where it's like an outdoor area. And it's uh, you go through the ballet room to get back there. And there's like one side is like um, just benches. The other side's like couches and benches. And like it's half building, half like rock of the, the mountain or like the hill that's behind them. Uh-huh. And dude, it was so fucking cool. Um uh, what's his name? Um, Ryan Sickler was in there, oh, like just yeah. chilling on the couch, dude. And like, I walk in, and it's funny. Like, I I had that moment where I t- looked at my girl, and I was like, just be cool, be cool. Yeah. Like legit, I was telling her because I was like, oh fuck, like I I had seen so many documentaries, and I was so fascinated by the comedy store. Even the first time I went with Cody, like it was one of those times where I was trying to enjoy the show, but at the same time, I'm like, yo, I'm in the com. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. so surreal. So to to be there like my third time and hang out with George Perez. And like for him to invite us back there, I was like, I don't want to fuck this up. So I'm like telling my girl, like, just be, just be chill. Like whoever, like, just talk to me. Like, just talk to George. That's it. Don't, you know, don't make eye contact. I was like freaking out, dude. And, um, and it was cool. Cause we walked through the, the doors of the ballet room and like the security were, they were like, Hey, and I was like, and George was like, Oh, they're with me. Like, it was like one of those moments. And so we go back there and, and we're, we sit all the way in the back and there's like these two chicks just back there. I don't know, like all drugged up or whatever, just chilling. And we're talking with them. My girls all have, they're like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Like, you know, girl talk. I'm talking with George. And then um, one of the, like three of the door guys come and they come back. And one of them I had just seen perform on stage. And that's when I first figured out like, oh, like everyone that works here performs. I was like, didn't I just see you on stage? He's like, yeah. And then he explained the whole, how that all worked. It was just cool. It was like a a very cool behind the scenes and of all places, like the, the legendary comedy store, like historical. Yeah. And uh, he was, and they're out back there, like, you know, rolling up a joint and stuff. They're like, you, you smoke? I'm like, yeah. So, like, we're smoking. At some point, like, I'm, like, high. And, like, George is, like, telling us, like, yo, I got this new bit. Like, you guys want to hear it? Like, it was so insane. Awesome. Like, dude, it was, like, such a, like, an, a crazy experience. And, like, after that, he took off. And he was like, you guys can hang out here. You could take off. And I was like, no, no, like, we'll go. And I and as I'm walking out, Ryan Slicker's right there. And, um, and I had, like, a split second where I was like, I want to. What are you doing? Did it turn off? Yeah. I think it turned off. <gasps> Is the thing still? All right. We'll take a break and then I'll, I'll see you at this. I love you. <laughs> they're, they're good. Because I have like, especially being in the middle here, I can, you know, pivot. That does kind of suck though, huh? Your neck's going to be sore. Trust me. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, like even the other setup in the studio, yeah. being on the couch in the middle, yeah. you're a lot of like this and then like this and like this. At some point, toward, like in, when you go like hour and a half too. Like at like towards the end, you just like fuck this. I'm only gonna look at this guy the whole yeah, time. This person's yeah. talking, I can hear him. Yeah. <laughs> like, Emil doesn't exist anymore. You're, yeah, your neck. This is just you and me, Jordan. This, this is it. This feels a little more rounded out. That's it's, why I try to angle the chairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll cut all that out. That was stupid. Why? 
know. Inside baseball, baby. A lot of, yeah, a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah. Stuff. No People like, this yeah. is what we subscribe for. <laughs> yeah. We like the inside baseball stuff. We like them no, figuring We want to hear out. about how you guys are doing this. Yeah. Yeah. No, believe it or not, people do hit me up like asking about the setup. To the point where I think I'm just going to make like a video. Do it. Because it's everyone's like, what do you use? How do you set everything up? And I'm like, you really want to know? Like, it's yeah. just boring. That's great content. Yeah, I was going to say, we should record like a time lapse or something one of the times we're setting up. All right, yeah. Yeah. And we'll like, we'll do a like voiceover explaining everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's All how right. I set up my podcast. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's great content. Um, I'm going to cut all that and then we'll get right to the point where I finish the story and then we'll go into something else. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got something in your teeth. It's a fucking shitty smile. What a shitty smile. I hate that it. Is. You have no you... so uncomfortable. Oh, shout out Yuma Dispensary. Shout out Yuma Dispensary. Yuma Dispensary. Um go to their website, put an order in, and go pick it up car side. Get your I your medical get car, your medical license. Um, go to Yuma Dispensary Yuma right dispensary. now. If you say slob, they'll give you a sticker. If you say mm-hmm. slob, they'll give you a sticker. That's the worst ad read ever, huh? Yeah. I'm going to keep that in because I don't want to do it again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is good, though. Um, I, I'm so old school. I remember when Yuma Dispensary was just a guy you went to middle school with. Anyway. Hey. Uh, hey. 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 Or like in New York. Oh. 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 Do you hear? Oh. Oh, I mean, I don't know. That's probably Brooklyn different. But like when people say B and shit. Like, like the lingo. Like what up? Yeah, what yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all that. Like, yeah. yeah, I think it's so cool though. Like how it's funny how like we all live in the same country, but yet you go like different state, and they're like they just talk weird and different, yeah. use different words and Yo, shit. Dead ass, you're right on, right there. Dead ass, yeah. Dead ass. Yeah. Fucking facts, homie. All right, sorry. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, uh, I'm in the back of the comedy store, and then I run to um, who did I say? Ryan Sickler. Ryan, Ryan Sickler. And as I'm walking out, I have like a split second where I'm like. I want to take a picture with him, but I also don't want to annoy him. I just said good show and shook his hand and I just walked out. But to this day, I regret not getting a picture. He was a cool guy too. Nothing about him was like, like standoffish. Yeah. I just, I was like, nah, man, like George already let me back here. I don't want to ruin it with yeah. like, oh, I now you got fans was, back it was, here. It was already like a hang type yeah. thing. You and I want to interrupt that and yeah. be like, can we take a picture? Yeah. It I would think re- that was the right choice. I yeah. Thank you. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. It's call. natural to regret it because it's right. you have a human brain, but like. Honeydew. You made the right choice. You yeah. did great. Totally. Yeah. That's All that's right. a smart decision. I played that one right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, I wanted to get into uh, you've performed in New York, performed in LA. Uh, yes. What would I mean? I think there's like clear differences, but to you, what are some differences in like the stand-up scenes? In the scenes, um, I think New York has more crowds readily available. And I'm sorry, New York. Yes. Okay. Because um, there's different scenes, and there's just a lot of people in New York. You know what I mean? It's it's just a, like eight, you know eight million people live there. They live all over, so it's easier to get um, you know to get crowds in there. And for lack of a better term, regular people. You know that's <laughs> that's the typical comic thing, like regular people, not like us. But ah, um, sense, yeah. but you know you get crowds in there, and you get all kinds of uh, uh, different crowds, which is which is good. Um, L.A. It's a little bit harder to do that, I think, just because L.A.'s so spread out mm-hmm. um and the fact that like it's also an entertainment town say. and that changes the dynamic a lot because i think it's like something like one in six or one in five people who live in los angeles work in the entertainment industry yeah. you know what i mean they're either like in uh production staff they're like you know 
their their grips or cameramen or you know their assistants on shows or their producer they're you know there's all these they different work in the office they work in the office yeah. exactly there's all these different facets to entertainment that that people are um working in constantly so that that definitely changes um what kind of crowds you get versus new york you know it's just a, a lot of people doing a lot of different things it's the it's kind of the mecca for like most things it's a hub for finance and for comedy and Theater. different arts and the mafia uh, and the mafia yeah and you know you you come up in the little kansas city mafia for a while and then you're like i'm i think i'm ready to hit the big time you know i'm, I'm done with this small town you know mafia shit uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to bet it all in new york baby um so that is that is a big difference i think performance wise with comedians la is um more you know there's a lot of people who are also actors who are doing it so it's like stand-up something they have on their resume mm -hmm. um and i think it can be a little easier to to get ahead or get recognized out there um so you know you're just kind of like a multifaceted performer and entertainer and i think a lot of people in la are big on like their character or their persona i think that gets developed very early in la and that's um you know that's like helpful it's it, it it's it's a great thing it's what people will want to watch you it's why people are going to want to watch you right it's yeah. it's how they're going to attach to you and and become fans of you um new york is much more joke heavy new york is much more on the written word it is it is in rapid fire jokes i've heard someone even say like club comics in new york you want to aim for like laugh every 15 seconds Jeez. you want to write super tight you want to be um you know just 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 like hyper focused on the writing and that can come at times at the um detriment detriment thank you of performance some guys aren't very good uh, some people just aren't as good performers they're great joke tellers but they're not as good performers as some la comics are or some other comedians are like i think chicago has a good blend of that Atlanta has a really good blend of that, like these these great scenes where you see guys who move to New York, people who move to New York. I just say guys in, in uh, indiscriminately of gender. That's my gender neutral term <laughs> yeah. is guys. It's everybody. If Comedy uh, Store can do it. Yeah. 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 The Comedy Store. That is the, uh, they're all door guys. Now, um, so they, I, I've been. I've been very impressed with people who moved to Atlanta and from Atlanta, from Chicago, from different scenes like that. Cause they're just like killers on stage. Um, I think they kind of have a, a, a bit of that. Um, but New York's very, very joke heavy, mm -hmm. very written, uh, not as performative. Sometimes there's even like shit talked about people who do a lot of act outs, but act outs also help sell jokes and they're part of the writing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many like, jokes that i have that i'm like it's not really funny but i rely i'm hoping that like at the moment i'm just going to turn into like jim carrey and like really be able to act it out and i never do i end up just standing there telling the joke and i'm mm -hmm. like oh like i because I, i'll write in there like do this or do that just to remind me but I, I don't have the acting ability which at some point i thought it would just come to me on stage like naturally oh, you, gotta, you gotta work at it yeah and and that would make sense la like they have like that's you know some people are trying to be actors and stuff so they've mm -hmm. probably taken classes and stuff mm -hmm. and i'm guessing people more from la are more like into the acting out and they're probably good at it opposed to new york where they're just kind of like yeah so kind of just standing i don't know 
right? Yeah, <laughs> more more stationary, more um, hand against the brick wall type type thing, which I uh, uh, do quite a lot. I'm not even that. Um, I try to be a lot. I I try to be more performative, more act outs. Um, but I don't even think I'm as I'm as heavy in that. As uh, as other people, I still don't think I have that many act outs mm. a lot of the time. But um, you know, I took some clown classes that helped me out a lot with it. Uh, <laughs> shout out Ed Malone at Clown Guru. Uh, take his classes if you live in New York. He's an amazing teacher. They're they're you know I'll put it up. Right he here. doesn't do online. <laughs> he doesn't do online. Zoom. <laughs> I think he did during the pandemic. <laughs> I think he teach. He also teaches at a university. Uh. So. I think he did Zoom classes. Yeah. It's like an acting class. It's kind of like improv. I think he calls it beyond improv now. Um, Yeah, he just has you... If you're a comedian, he has you do your jokes, but then he'll be like, okay, now do it in Jamaican accent. And you're like, okay, what? Like, so you just have to on the spot do this stuff. Uh, I was thinking like they dress you up like a clown and shit. It's just a way to get you out of your comfort zone Uh, to be silly, to to be a clown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That kind of literal bozo. That's what I was like. It's not. It's not like bozo clown. It's not red nose either, which red nose is a very common type of uh, clown. Um, (laughs) Red nose. Uh, And it's it's just it's just kind of performative. He he studied under Philippe Goyer in uh, Paris, and that's the guy who taught like Sasha Baron Cohen and a bunch of different oh. European comedians. So Bruno, yeah, <laughs> that's so yeah, yeah. And then you look at Sasha Baron Cohen, and you're like, how is this dude saying character the whole time? Yeah, so good. Clown mm-hmm. college, clown baby, dude. That's cool. I want to go to actual clown college though, like the the red nose and everything. <laughs> you mean clown university? Clown university, yeah. yeah. Steve-O went right. That's like a thing. There's definitely clown colleges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there was a Simpsons episode about it, so it's got to be yeah, true. It's, it's a real thing. True. Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh, um, but something I wanted to—you you do Broadway, don't you? Um, or yes. like you do like <laughs> you're on right? Broadway, yeah, right? I am on Broadway. <laughs> I, I don't know what the term is. You, like, I, you took a break from your 56 week Broadway run. <laughs> what are the levels? I don't know. <laughs> so there's um, after school specials. Uh, there is Broadway. And then there's off Broadway, and then there is off off Broadway, and there might even be an off 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 yeah, Broadway yeah. tier. Yeah, um, that's like if you heard he started working out, and you were like, Clayton, you're in the NFL, right? Oh, <laughs> and you're okay. Like, no, oh. no, no. I just started doing drills oh, in my backyard. That makes well, it more sense. No, that makes it sound worse than it is. But you know what I mean. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's a Broadway is just the. I thought Broadway was just like. A broad term. It meant a broad every, term kind for of, theater. Acting kind on stage. Yeah. type of theater. Yeah. Theater, yeah. yeah. So Broadway, it all has to do with theater size, actually. Mm. So Broadway is, uh, is are the biggest theaters in New York, right? They're all in um, Times Square, Hell's Kitchen area, on Broadway, what you're thinking of. The show? And then there's uh, smaller, um, smaller theaters that are like, I think, a few hundred people. And that's off Broadway, and then there's off off Broadway, which are the smaller theaters beyond that. So I technically had an off off Broadway show that was one block over from Phantom of the Opera, like it was on Broadway. Oh, okay. I ran uh, my show, not Paul, back in 2022 hmm. at the Producers Club, and that's off off Broadway. It's only sat like 45 people in the um, theater, and. Uh, but but I called it off Broadway. 
So it has nothing to do with location. Okay. I, My bad. Off-Broadway sounds cooler, too. Off-Off-Broadway sounds sad. They should just call it independent theater <laughs> off, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, the more offs you get from Broadway, the less people want to come. Yeah, the they're like, how many offs? How many offices yeah. is Broadway? It's, it's so not a credit. Me, me and my wife are in an open relationship. We're in an open, open relationship. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that went from hot to like, yeah. <laughs> what does that even yeah. mean? Yeah. Really sad. Yeah. It sounds like you're justifying it to yourself then each time you then say she's open. Got multiple partners. Yeah, and I, I, I watch podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, oh, we're in an open, a, a, open yeah. relationship. Yeah. She said it's super open. <laughs> Yeah. She wanted to. She, she told me it was mostly open. It was actually, mostly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked uh. into it. It didn't seem that open. <laughs> but she she insists. Yeah, but to answer your um, you're asking about theater. So yeah. I have written and produced a few plays. I've ri- I with my buddy and producing partner Sam Nagley. I've written and produced three plays with him. Um, oh, I'm sorry. We wrote and produced two together. The Cigar Lounge, which ran in 2019 in at the Brick Theater in Brooklyn. Um, and then we ran a review show called All That Glitters is Sold. Ooh. That ran at Burlington City Park. Vermont, baby. In Vermont in August of 2021. And then we co-produced a show that I wrote called Not Paul, which was a, a romantic comedy. That, like I said, ran at the Producers Club in 2022 and then we produced our show our friend uh caroline dunaway she had a show called time biter that ran for three weeks at the players theater in um on greenwich village in the west in uh no in greenwich village on mcdougall street um for three weeks in uh may of this year so you know but and none of that has helped you on stage to act your shit up Act your stuff up. <laughs> oh, I think I think so. Was that a question or a criticism? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's no, that's a question. <laughs> How did all, I say it? All those plays. <laughs> yeah. And you still. And what uh, you give me? All and, those uh, plays. None of that. No, I'm I'm fucking with you. Um, you still don't act. No, that <laughs> that's helped a lot. I've taken acting classes, taken um, uh, clown classes, and I've I've acted in all of those productions, and that has helped a lot. And I think it has made me a lot more fluid a performer because yeah. i do enjoy acting a lot i've done some web series and oh. and things like that and uh people are you know very complimentary uh when i work with them which is nice um i should go out for more auditions and stuff i think that would help a lot i don't f- uh keep my acting muscles as in shape as they could be because it, it, it is a it is a, a different kind of shape. Like when you go on stage and perform stand-up, you want to stay in shape. That's why you keep doing it in a lot of ways. You have to keep showing up and being in shape and keeping your mind present in that space. You know, you're showing up for the gym mm. and you're you're keeping your timing right and, and everything going going on um, internally and, and everything, right? And that's, that's true with uh, acting as well, you know? When you're when you're in it and when you're doing a production and you're rehearsing a lot, you're getting those muscles in and you're like exploring the space more and you you realize how many choices and opportunities you have in any given scene and you can really delve into, you know, the scene study and character study of it all. So, you know, that's that kind of showing up being an actor shape that uh, 
you know, is great. I don't know, but that's something I think I should I should do more of. Yeah, yeah, because you it atrophies. And you got the opportunities where you're at, man. Like I know for us that it, for a while we only had one open mic a month, so it was like our scene just inherently kept you out of shape. And yeah, it kept it kept yeah. you only in your head about a set you did literally 30 days ago before you went up to do another five yeah, that's hell. set. Yeah. That's it hell. A, it was a real nightmare. I remember bombing very early on. Um, and then yet, no, <laughs> yesterday <laughs> do No, I, I did well yesterday. Um, did great yesterday. Uh, thank you. Um, but, uh, I stopped thinking my sounds here. The, I've, I lost complete track of what I was going to say. bombing uh, oh bombing three times a night yeah yeah so i would do in la when i first started i would hit different mics in my car and i would bomb at one spot then bomb at another and then maybe do well the last one so i felt good but okay because you could go to multiple mics and in new york it's like that too like because you could hit multiple spots in one it's so much easier to let that one go yeah and go on to the next and that's that's gotta be hard as hell yeah if you're only getting up once a week Which, or once a month where when I was visiting Clayton, he, he was very, I, I didn't get it at first. I didn't. Cause again, I was coming off of doing one a month. Mm-hmm. So we did, I flew in Wednesday. He picked me up. We went straight out to sign up for a mic. This is like already 11 PM. Damn. We signed up for the mic, went to his apartment, dropped my stuff off, hung out for a little and then went back and we still had to wait for like 20 minutes. Damn. Got up pretty late, and I was like, all right. You know, I'd been traveling, but I'm going to get up, and I'm going to knock out my first mic first night I'm here. And then, boom, the next night he was hosting one. I got on that. And neither of those sets were good because I just was figuring it out what I wanted to do. We talked a lot in, on, in commute to, to places, and I going into the third night was like, taking his advice of just have fun with this one, do newer stuff and just have fun. I did it. It went pretty good. Mm-hmm. And immediately upon leaving there, we had the plan to hit a second one that night. Cause we did one the first night, one the second night. And he was like, dude, he had dr- like use all the resources they have and like mapped out the schedule of like what we could hit and when. Oh. And when we were leaving there to go to the other one, which I was excited to do the other one. Cause it's like, I watch video clips of people doing, I was like, oh, cool. I want to get on that stage. Clayton was like, what do you think of maybe you did pretty good. What do you think? Maybe we just go get a bite, mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> get, get a bottle of wine. And I was like, you don't think we should go to this other spot? And he explained to me, you got to take a good set and take it in and enjoy it because, uh. and I, and I got that. And like, that just wasn't a thing to me before mm-hmm. waiting a full month. Like it was all, waiting i didn't have the chance like the option to go not wait yeah i see but then the flip side of that is just because you have all the opportunities every once in a while mentally give yourself that like in la if he was chasing bomb after bomb yeah go do another one and get a good set in and then fucking call it Mm -hmm. but the other way like if you get that for if the first one's good maybe you can chill too at my level, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like at, I think, I, I think at, it, at, at your level, obviously, go do the mics, do the spots yeah. that you're going to do multiple yeah, you or keep whatever. Doing it, yeah, but, yeah, for sure. But you're, you know, you're coming to visit and doing comedy for the first time in New York and, yeah. 
Having and you got done a that. decent one? Yeah. It's Chill. Like, yeah. You know what? Like, appreciate that. Yeah. Like, soak it in. Yeah. You know? It's really good to soak it in when it's good. Yeah. It's, it's no. so key. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. It, we, it, it really fucks with your head, too. Exactly. Like, going back to us when we started doing it, like, once a month. Even, even now, once a week, it, it's a big change. But it's still, it, like, it gives me that time to, like, if I bomb that one time for the rest of the week, I'm just like, I don't know if I should do the same thing. But I probably should because... I could just, you know, keep working on it. But right away, I'm like, I don't want to use that. Like, I did fucking terrible that with that one yeah. time. But that's all I have to base it off. You know what I'm saying? But but if I have, like, one week, I have, like, a, a decent set. The next one, I'm more confident. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll use that one. Yeah. But there's times where I really do wish we had, like, obviously, I don't know when that would happen. But to have, like, multiple times in one night to get up. At least at least two times. Because I always get, get this feeling where when I go up, um, I'm kind of like jittery, kind of like trying to figure things out. By the time I get off, I'm like, if you would just let me back on one more time, I swear I'd do better. Like, yeah. I always think that because I, and I've always like, I, I take, I think back to like when I was in like high school, I hated doing like presentations in front of people. But as soon as I got done and they graded me or whatever, I'm like, if, if I could go up one more time, I swear I could do it better because uh-huh. all the jitters are gone by then. You know how you, by then you're like, oh, that's how the crowd is. Okay. I think I got this, but it's too late by the time that first set's done. Like you just need one more time to reassure yourself. But going back. Um, that's, that's, I mean, good on you that I wouldn't not think that, um, to just stop it. Like you get one good show first try. It's like, you know what, for your mental, let's call it a night. Let's mm-hmm. just enjoy the night. Let's not go to any more shows because you want to go to bed being like, I did great tonight. Yeah. But yeah, because then like, who knows it's, um, do one great set. Let's do one more. And the next one bomb. It's like, yeah. let's try one more yeah. bomb. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's no more shows tonight. we got to go home and you're like, fuck, I should have, you know, yeah, it's like then, s- sitting yeah. at a blackjack table. Like at some point, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of when you're talking about that. I was thinking of like people that go to the casino and shit. Yeah. Like I'll just bet one more. And it's like, yeah. no, when you made that first jackpot, you should have took off then. Cause yeah. Yeah. yeah it's in, and to get, get to what you're talking about doing multiple times a night, that does help. The first one's always a warm up. Yes. You know, that's why some guys will still do mics before they hit you know, a few spots pregame for the <laughs> night. Yeah, it's like you just get that jitter out. You, you get those. Uh, I, I do that for uh, big spots. Um, you just kind of got to get get it out a little bit. Yeah. Get that shakiness. And then you 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 tune yourself like an instrument. You're like, all right, I got my timing in. But it's know? easier to do it when it's like an hour later or 30 minutes later opposed to a week later or a month for later sure. because yeah. it's still fresh in your head. Yeah. You're like, okay, this next time I got it. Like I just got to do this real quick and I got it. Yeah. And then like in a, in like opposed to opposed to doing it like a week mm-hmm. as the days go on, you're like, wait, no, maybe I shouldn't do that. You really go back and forth to the point. I get to the point where I'm like, scratch that. I'm just going to start with something fresh for yeah. that next show. Just yeah. cause I see it as like another show. The first time I tried it, it didn't work out. And that's where I fuck up is like, I'll do one thing, like one set list that I have and it'll just bomb. But I'll be like, I'm never going to use that again. But then like, Later on down the road, I pull from there because then I'm like, oh, some of these I can, I think now that I've been doing it a little more, I think I can work on these. But if I would have just stuck with them, I don't know, maybe I could have turned them into something. Mm-hmm. But if they bomb first time, I'm like trash. Don't throw them away. I don't throw them away, but like, I just, I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that again, yeah. but I'll keep it. Yeah. It's in my notebook. Way so back my burner notes. or something. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very important to, this is advice I got, uh, and it's paid off qu- quite a bit. I think it's very true. You should, you should keep. Uh, material that you wrote your first year or your first two years in comedy, right? Mm-hmm. That maybe always like didn't work out right, but you just have like the premises down because there's some of the more like original ideas I feel like you, you kind of have when you first start comedy, you have some of the more original stuff because you don't have this like 
this 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 mold that you're trying to fit into or that you you uh you find yourself shaping to so what you're coming up with is very uh original unless it's extremely hacky and that's not (laughs) undercut everything i was trying to say but it will be better later on just because you're better just because you're Uh, a better performer you will know how to say it there's sometimes things don't work and it might just be you you're not your material is ahead of where you're at performance wise or or comedy wise and you might catch up to it a few years down the road but no matter what you're going to be a better comedian so that will be better and then you might also have more perspective and more angles to hit it from when you rewrite it as well yeah you know what i mean so you'll just flesh out this idea and that way you're not really like you're not out there searching for something to make a great bit out of. You're using something you already have. You go, oh my God, I got this thing that I can really mine some gold out of. Yeah. So don't throw it away. Yeah. No, yeah. Like I said, it just it stays on the back burner. Yeah. And there's a few few thing few things now that st- new stuff I've came up with. I'm like, oh, I think I could tie this in with something I've done before. Exactly. So it, That's it really why. helps. Yeah. Out. yeah. I just recently did that too the other day sitting down writing. Mm-hmm. I started like things that were just one-liners but not even work. Yeah. Like where would you even say this one-liner? Yeah. Some new bit I was working on. I was like, oh. You could tie it in with that Bring one. this one-liner mm-hmm. and find a spot for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it hurts though because then you're like, this is it. And then you go up and it's like, fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fuck. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go see what one and a half years of dedication and <laughs> Still trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silence. Yeah. <sighs> Not, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited about that bit too when I, I did it. Yeah. I I've never done it since. Oh, and I'll nah, tell you what, yeah. I'm not going to dig it back up. No. That's, that that's that's one, one, I go back on everything I said. That yeah. one we can throw away. Yeah. Sometimes there are ones you throw away. Always take some with a grain of salt. Just because of the memory they come with yeah yeah they're right it wasn't a good bit it wasn't no tell me later which one it was i want to see if i remember it no i only did it that one time so i wouldn't have known about it but i remember how i felt internally Mm. you know so that's always a good gauge too is how you feel internally about material because there are times where it doesn't work the first however many times you try it and but you strongly believe in it i think those are worth keeping uh for the most part and um then there are others like you know it will work but you kind of hate saying it yeah yeah like oh why am i why am i doing that i got i got i got a couple of those that work but i hate saying them which one my my (laughs) jokes yeah yeah which one do you want to tell me off say the whole thing i mean i act it out i haven't stand up i'm just kidding (laughs) I'll talk, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, oh, okay. talk about yeah. <laughs> I like that you gave me the out on it, and then yeah. I immediately went, like, which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we'll talk about it all. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, yeah, no. Yeah, which the, one are you talking about? Re- repay that favor of yeah. looking out by immediately <laughs> yeah. going in on my yeah. sensitivities. Yeah, what a fucking asshole I am, <laughs> <laughs> really. No, yeah, sometimes I do write stuff down, and I'm like, I think this would be funny, but, like, to other people. Like, I really try to write i mean not try but like write things that i do truly think are funny Mm -hmm. but like i do come across stuff that i'm like i I guess that's what hacky would be like it's just something like of course they're gonna laugh at it but i don't want to say this but then you're like is it hacky am i in my head about am i overthinking i overthink so much trying so hard not to be yeah yeah that's probably what it is i overthink everything though like in life so that just that doesn't carry on to like stand up and stuff it's probably hacky though 
If, if yeah, if I think it's Aggies, right? <laughs> fuck you. <man. laughs> you don't even know what it is. Got him. Uh, I text you a lot. I'm like, is this hacky or you heard it done before? Yeah, yeah. Oh it, yeah, we uh, we screenshot too. Yeah. Share stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so huge to have um, people you trust, other comics you trust, and know Massive. your voice and like yeah. can can tell you whether something sucks or is good. No, or yeah, if it's hacky yeah. or if it's been done. Yeah. It's, it's or, huge, man. or just at the very least like they get it so like if it's so bad and even if they don't want to tell you it's bad you know off of the vibe after you've thrown it out there like yeah i'm not gonna keep working on that one mm-hmm. like the, yeah. the, they, they just kept talking about something else mm-hmm. you know what i mean versus yeah. like every time i wake up and i'm so excited that like i have a new bit and i want to run it by my wife you know her. She's your sister. I mean, imagine how that... It doesn't go good. I've stopped doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Kristen, makes it... Because but, silence and being cool about it's not an option. She's one of the worst people around Bits by. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. She just absorbs it and stares at you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and blankly, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Al- almost filled with contempt, I yeah, would say. Yeah, But she's just like processing it, and then she's like, okay. And you're like, okay. You're like trash. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to one. like glean any positivity yeah. from her response. Yeah. No, no, she she doesn't do like the fake laugh. She won't fake laugh it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She won't just be like, ha. And if she does, it's so clearly fake. She's just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't run stuff with my girl either. It, it really kills it. It yeah. really kills me. We've talked about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Same thing too. Like I've heard. Um, the way people like practice their jokes is they'll tell like a friend group, yeah. but not say like, I wrote this. They'll be like, Hey, I heard this joke the other day and they'll say it to them and kind of base their reaction off. Cause then they, they don't feel the, yeah. Oh, Someone well, it's else not bombed. me. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, Oh, that's pretty good. But I can't even do that yeah. because same thing. If I say it and everyone just kind of like, oh. I'm like, Oh fuck. That was terrible. Yeah. But what if they're like, Oh my God, dude, that's so good. Who did you say that was? Now you got to be like, you should go do stand up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. I think it I saw that one. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You're going to be like, it was me. And they're going to be like, no, dude, yeah. there's no way that was you. That was way too good. Yeah. And now you're getting your feelings right, hurt right. for you're a whole right. other. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think we've been going for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say thank you for driving all the way or flying all the way down here yes. just to do this podcast. Just for this podcast. Really yeah. appreciate it, man. Yeah. It means a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, all the way from New York City. Uh, what? I just want to say something. Are you, because if you're wrapping up, we just want to mention he's coming back in December. Oh, well, yeah, we're going to do plugs and everything right now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should do them in the beginning, huh? <sighs> I really stepped on that. You just ruined it. It's all right, dude. I'll edit and everything. You'll cut it all out. Um, any uh, Anything you want to shout out? Any plugs you got going on? Any <laughs> upcoming shows? Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No. <laughs> I was like. Uh, I will be returning to Yuma in December. I will be doing a show at the Crest headlining on December 15th, Friday, December 15th. So come out, uh, get your tickets, come see the show. It'll be a great time, you know? Your little hometown hero, your hometown boy coming hometown back. Boy makes headlining. Good. Hell yeah, dude. This is perfect, too. I actually get to put out an episode to where they can look forward to a show. Yeah. Because normally I get people on and then like it's after a show or something, so we can't really yeah. promote it. But hell yeah. Um, I'll be putting up. Um, website. You have a website or anything, or is it just? I uh, you can you can follow me at Clay J Smith on Instagram and on TikTok and Twitter. Something I uh, rarely use. Oh, I'm sorry, X now. Thanks, yeah. Elon Musk and <laughs> and Thread. Uh, what about Thread? Not on Thread. <laughs> Jordan, God, damn it, let uh, it go, baby. Come on, dude. I am also. Uh, you can also catch me on my 
website, um, ClaytonSmithComedy.com. Ooh, we got a website. I am also the, uh, I'm a co-producer and CCO of Blue Otter Theater. Um, so at Blue Otter Theater on Instagram and TikTok, follow us there. Produce great theater in New York, Vermont, and maybe a place nearby you one day. Downtown uh, Yuma? Down, down at <laughs> the Yuma work? Theater? Is that off-Broadway or off-off-Broadway? Ooh, that's a few Ooh. offs. Yeah. It's <laughs> like five offs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a How many six, offs? Be, be honest, it is a 600-person theater, so that's yeah. probably off-Broadway. Yeah. Not locationally. The Q would be like Broadway? Off-Broadway. How many does Q fit? Q's Broadway, baby. That, yeah, Q's yeah? definitely yeah, Broadway. For you, yeah, 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 hell yeah. yeah. That's the next step. The Q. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, but yeah, follow me on the social media and uh, come see my show December 15th. December 15th. 928comedy.com for tickets. Yes, also 928comedy. Emil, you got anything going on? No? All right. Thank you guys for tuning I'm just kidding. <laughs> go ahead. I'm hosting a show on December 15th. Let's go December 15th again. Let's go. Night to comedy. Clayton didn't say that. I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> um, no, I, I think... Uh, no, I'm just going to try to be at every open mic every Wednesday for the rest of the year. Hell yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we'll that the, show. I'll put the schedule up. We'll see. I mean, Cody and 928 is constantly adding stuff. So right now, I'm not trying to put myself on a schedule for a show or ask for a spot. Yeah. Um, if more shows pop up, maybe there's an opportunity, and then we'll edit it in. We'll come back. We'll oh yeah, yeah. We'll redo the episode. Yeah, but also just go to nine two eight comedy and get all go the to nine two eight comedy updates on that. Don't listen to me ever. Uh, make sure you follow the Slob on the Pod on Instagram, uh, Threads. <laughs> come on, guys, please, please. <laughs> yeah, nothing like desperately asking. <laughs> oh, I've been pushing for it. Yeah. It's just threads, yeah. Just yeah. threads. He's just got this thing and where he... I'm this close to moving over to Twitter though. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. You mean X. X, sorry. X. X. Yeah. X. It's uh, way cooler now. Nah, I guess. Uh but yeah, guys, that's it for the episode. Thank you, Clayton. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This is a lot of fun. Thanks, I love man. you. Love you. I love you, Clayton. I love you guys. Thank you. I love, love you. Though. I love you, Jordan. <laughs> We're all gonna we're all going to fuck after this. Yeah. He's in an open, open relationship. That's the Patreon. $5. I got a pat. My wife gave me a pass. Let's go. <laughs> House is empty. Uh, fuck my brother and your friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. All right, we're done. Thank you, guys.